Now time for the BCHL Podcast, presented by Subway. Here's Finn Williams to end the game to the floor. Yeah. He scores! There's a backdoor play. What a goal! Zach Michaelis! Rolling puck in front. Tied up in skate. Rowan Clark with a heroic save. My goodness, Rowan Clark. What did you eat for pregame? Real balls, real shoot scores! Patrick for Nick Real. Donaldson driving the goal, wrapping around. He scores! Brilliant goal by Sean Donaldson. Schleppi to the goal. Once again, he scores! Oh my word, Tyler Schleppi with a dandy! Three on one. A move. Vito back to a move. What a save by May. Coming across with the left leg. My goodness. Hey there. Welcome to the BCHL podcast. I am your host, Jesse Adamson. Well, everybody, we are down to the final four in the Shaw BCHL playoffs. Both the Interior Conference Final and the Coastal Conference Final begin tonight. On the Coastal side, it is the Nanaimo Clippers taking on the Langley Rivermen. And in the Interior, we have the Penticton Vs facing off against the West Kelowna Warriors. As we get deeper into the BCHL playoffs, the intensity steps up as the games get more and more important. So as usual, you can watch every game on BCHL TV at bchltv.ca. And if you want to get tickets to go watch in person, uh, you can go to bchl.ca slash playoff dash tickets. All right. Before we get to our two guests, I want to remind you that the BCHL podcast is presented by Subway. Subway is a longtime partner of the BCHL, and we thank them for their continued support. All right. On today's episode, let's get to it. First up, we speak with Penticton V's forward, Luke Wilson. And after that, we chat with West Kelowna Warriors captain, Elan Barlovwise. We'll start off with our conversation with Wilson. Uh, Wilson is in his fourth year in the BCHL. His first two he spent with his hometown team, the Cowichan Valley Capitals, and the last two have been spent with the Penticton Vs. This past season, he led the Vs in scoring and actually ended up fourth overall in the league with 75 points in 52 games. In the playoffs, he has continued that scoring streak. He currently leads the V's in scoring with 12 points in nine games. Uh, 11 of those 12 points have come via the assist, and six of those assists have been on the power play. So he's really been focused as a setup man on the power play. So we had lots to talk to him about, about his season so far, the playoffs. And he's also uh, someone who committed to Minnesota State University a couple years ago. And that team just came off a run to the national championship game in the NCAA. So uh, we get his thoughts on that and a whole bunch of other topics, including their upcoming series against the West Kelowna Warriors. So uh, let's get right to it. Our interview with Penticton V's forward, Luke Wilson. All right, Luke, you're leading the team in points so far this postseason. You got uh, 12 in nine games, but 11 of those 12 points are assists. Just uh, curious, why do you think you've been more of a distributor so far in the playoffs? Uh, I always uh, think of myself as more of a distributor of the puck. I'm someone who has always liked to set up my teammates. I'm someone who I think has pretty good vision and and can draw players to me and and make plays. I think, you know, a lot of those assists are, um, you know, giving the puck to to the right guys and them making plays as well. So you got to give credit to them. But I think it's just kind of being being tenacious. And, uh, you know, I'm someone, like I said, who's, who, who wants to make plays and wants to set up my teammates. And, and when I'm doing that, I think uh, our team's very successful. So, um, you know, it's, it's something I, 
I take pride in setting up my teammates and, and being a uh, distributor of the puck. So that's something I look to do here moving forward into the third round. So I know uh, your coach, Fred Harbinson, he's been mixing up the lines a little bit. I know you've, you've played uh, with a, a few different combinations in that series uh, against Prince George. Uh, so I'm just wondering, how, how do you handle it when you're um, moving around to, to different lines and playing with different combinations? How do you handle it personally? You know what? I don't think it really affects uh, anyone on our team. I think that's probably one of the most... Um, you know, consistent parts about our team right now is just the depth we have. It doesn't matter who's playing with who, um, you know, whether you're on the first line or the fourth line, the way we kind of play our lines is, uh, is all, all four lines going. I think that's, you know, it, that's a big contributor contributor to our success as of late. I mean, uh, you see a lot of teams in playoffs here, they, they can run, you know, their top guys for 20 plus minutes a night where you look at our group and, you know, we got, we're coming in waves with all four lines. And I think, you know, every guy on our team, you know, we've played together for a long time now. It's been a full season, you know, you know, guys instincts and you know where guys are on the ice. And for me, it's, it's kind of one of those things. If you're able to, you know, get a little week of practice or a few days of practice or get some video work in with your line mates, uh, you know, come playoff time, it doesn't really matter where you are in the lineup. You just got to contribute and you got to be ready when your time is called. So that's kind of just what I've tried to do as of late. Um, you know, I was, I was fortunate enough to have a couple big nights there, um, over in PG and, and was a big part of the success, uh, winning those two games. And I, I credit my line mates a lot that weekend. I had Pachette and uh, Newendike and, you know, we, uh, I thought we executed our game plan to a T and, and it really paid dividends. So, um, yeah, about the lines, it's not really something I look too much into. Um, and, you know, when, when you can switch up lines and, and be a different threat, whether it's on the right wing or the left wing, I think it creates a lot of troubles for the opposing team. I want to ask you about a few of your teammates. Uh, one guy uh, who unfortunately isn't with you guys in the playoffs is your captain, Finn Williams. He's obviously a, a longtime BCHL player, a real heart and soul guy, but he was lost for the season due to injury. So uh, you as, as one of the older players and, and one of the most experienced guys on the team, do you feel a responsibility to kind of fill that leadership role? Obviously, you don't replace your, your captain completely, but do you feel a, a responsibility to try and fill that void a little bit? Yeah, of course. I think like you said, there's, uh, you know, there's no one on this team can really fill the void that, um, we lost when, when Finn was injured this season, he's, uh, you know, one of the best teammates, one of the less best leaders I've ever had on my, on uh, one of my teams. So to, to replace him, it's something that you can't really do, but you know, like you said, um, and like I've mentioned before, our team's so deep and we have such a tight knit group that we know when, when Finn, uh, you know, got the news that he was going to be out for the rest of the season. It was just kind of a net next man up situation. And I think we've, uh, you know, there's been a lot of younger guys that have stepped up and a lot of guys who are vocal and, and really coming to grips with who they are and, uh, and what they can do, not only as a leader on this team, but just to bring the energy every, every day. I think there's, you know, there's young guys on our team who, you know, don't talk as much, but you know, when Finn, Finn stepped down, they stepped up their play and, um, you know, I think it was just a big group effort. Finn's someone who's still a big part of our team and, uh, kudos to him. He's made the trip up to Penticton on his own, um, a couple times now to watch us in the playoffs and, and having him in the buildings, uh, it's definitely an extra motivator for us. So I think like, like you said, uh, it's not an easy void to fill losing your captain, your leader, and kind of the heartbeat of your team. But, um, I think we've done a great job adapting and, 
uh, guys have stepped up. Frank Jurasevich, uh, Casey McDonald, the other two co-captains have done a great job. And, uh, you know, we've had guys like Braden Doyle and Adam Isley come in and they've stepped in and been great characters in the room. So I think, uh, you know, it was obviously tough to, to lose Finn, but we've uh, transitioned pretty well through that. You also added a couple players at the start of the season that have a, have had a big impact. Uh, Josh and Bradley Nadeau have come in and, and they produced right away. I know you haven't played with them necessarily a ton, but what can you say about those two guys and what they brought to the, to the team? I mean, I think uh, you have to kind of be around the team uh, to truly understand how special of players and people the Nadeau brothers are. Um, you know, they come a long way from home. And the way they've uh, just handled themselves from day one, it's been it's been incredible. Uh, on ice, their skill is next to none, and and their drive for the game is something that's uh, really impressive for two young kids. So, um, you know, I haven't had the opportunity to play with them on a line um, that much, but just to be able to watch them and you know even learn off them, they're two young guys, and um, you know I'm asking them questions, picking their brain because they're they're very smart hockey students and they love the game. So. Um, they've been, they've been a thrill to play with. I'm super excited that, you know, I've had the opportunity to play with those, those guys and create lifelong friendships with them. I've had a chance to meet their dad. Who's a great guy as well. He's came out and supported the, the two boys. So they're just, they're a great family and, and I couldn't speak enough volume to, uh, to the players, the Nadeau brothers are, and, and, you know, they're going to have a great career, um, you know, next year, whether it's in Penticton or, uh, following into college in the next few years here. So you're in your second year with the V's and uh, your fourth BCHL season after all, after playing uh, the first couple with your hometown team in Cowichan. Uh, but this is actually the first year um, you've actually gotten to play in front of the fans. Last year uh, was obviously the pod season with no fans in the building. So how nice has it been to play a more normal season this year and have it be your first in front of the V's fans? It's uh, <clears throat> It's been unbelievable. I, I can't you know speak enough volume to the organization, to the fans and, and the city here in Penticton. Like you said, last year was, um, it was tough for everyone, uh, going through COVID fans weren't able to come out and watch uh, their local, local team. And to be able to, you know, just create relationships, not only with the fans, but the younger kids in the community. And, um, you know, like you said, I was, uh, someone who grew up in couch and, uh, was lucky enough to play for my hometown team. So to grow up there, I absolutely idolized the capitals and wanted to be like them. So for us players to have a chance to be role models to those kids in the community, it's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty special feeling. And, you know, the longer we go here in the playoffs, the crowd just keeps getting better. The energy in the building keeps getting better. And, uh, to be 20 years old and in, in the position I am here in Penticton, uh, couldn't be more thankful for Fred and the organization bringing me in two years ago. And, um, you know, everyone that's helped me along the way, Patty Sexton, uh, Steve Crawley, Cam Barker, the training staff, it's just, um, you know, gives me chills how, how lucky I am to be a V and, uh, you know, like you said, uh, it's obviously a beautiful building here in Penticton, but when the fans are in it, it's it's just another it's a new atmosphere and it's uh, something special to be a part of. So I've been told uh, going a little off the board here, I've been told that Austin Matthews is your favorite NHL player. Obviously, he's uh, an incredible player and having an unreal season. Um, I'm guessing you watch him pretty closely. Are there any parts of his game that you watch and try to maybe emulate in your in your own game? Uh, yeah, you know what? It's kind of, 
I'm a big hockey fan. I, I absolutely love the game and just studying it. But uh, my dad was from Toronto, so I kind of grew up as a diehard Leafs fan from D1. I had a little, you know, pin on my, uh, I don't know what you call it, but when you're when you're a baby and they put their the clothes on, my dad put a little pin on me right from day one. So uh, I was kind of born into the Leafs, uh, I guess, culture, you could say. And uh, Austin Matthews, as soon as he broke into the league, it was kind of, you know, everyone kept their eyes on him and, uh, we're a little bit different. He's a centerman. I'm a winger. Um, but just the way he plays on the power play, the way he's tenacious on pots and is able to strip players. And it's just fun to watch. It's, uh, you know, there's, it's tough for him to play in a Canadian market like he does, but you know, the way he, uh, he continues to perform, it's pretty special. And, and the way he's doing it with Marner, I think Marner is a very talented player as well. And to be able to watch those two together, it's, uh, you know, it's an addictive thing to do. So I love having the boys over and getting a chance to, uh, sit down and, and try to, you know, emulate some of their moves the next day of practice or whatever it is. So you're, uh, committed to Minnesota state university. They just went to the national championship game. Um, how closely you've been watching their rise the last couple of years since you committed there? Yeah, really close actually. I mean, um, I committed, I think, two years ago now. Uh, it was my second year in Couchin, and uh, ever since the the opportunity I got when I got to go down to Mankato and catch a few games and, and tour the campus and see the facilities, I absolutely fell in love with it. So um, I kept a close eye on, on Mankato, and obviously they had a very special run this year, just falling short in the, the finals there. But um, I'm, I'm very excited to be able to go to Mankato next year and uh, – I've been, I've had a chance to become really good friends with Adam Isley here, who's who's a teammate with the V's, someone who's came into Penticton around Christmas time, and we've created a really good relationship. So we would get together and, and cheer on Mankato, and you know, play some bets that they're playing Northern Michigan, where our uh, goalie Caden Lane is, or whatever it may be. It was a lot of fun, and uh, definitely su- something to be you know to look forward to heading uh, heading into the summer after our our season concludes here. Yeah, been putting the focus back on the playoffs here. Uh, you guys are getting set to take on the West Kelowna Warriors in the Interior Conference Finals starting on Friday. Uh, that's a team that you obviously know well. Uh, you guys have a pretty strong uh, rivalry with them too. So when you take a look at them and, and start to prepare for them, what types of problems do they present as an opponent? I think they obviously have a lot of uh, – they got a lot of talent. I mean, you look at their top guys. They, uh, they're point producers. They're guys who like to create offense. Uh, not only that, they're, they're D, uh, like to get up in the rush and, you know, like to skate the puck. Uh, so they obviously got a lot of offensive weapons. But for us, I mean, I don't think we look too much into, you know, their, their personnel more as just our game plan and the way we need to play to, uh, you know, perfect our systems and – and get the job done. I think it's obviously really nice to have games one and two here in Penticton. We worked really hard for home ice advantage. So uh, I look forward to seeing the SOEC packed Friday and Saturday here. And, uh, you know, like you said, it's a rivalry that's been brewing over the past few years. And uh, I just think our, our group's so excited to get after this challenge here. Yeah. With, with that rivalry in mind, what kind of an intensity level are you expecting in this series? Uh, You know what? It's, uh, it's been tough to kind of, um, feel over the past two years, the, the playoff mentality the, you know, how tight the games are, um, with COVID last season and even, you know, um, the season before it, it being shut down. So for me, just the way, you know, the past two, two series have gone playing in the playoffs, there's nothing like it with fans. Um, no matter if you're playing, 
trail or, or PG or now West Kelowna. I think every challenge uh, is a it presents a new a new battle for us as a group here. And I think just for us, it's you know it's an exciting time around the city. It's a, it's an exciting time for us players. Um, you know we're that we're that close to a championship. We're that close to another division title. And you know we're just trying to you know take it take it game by game, but you know, this has been our goal all season long to, you know, be in this position right now. So uh, we feel comfortable and we're ready to go. Last question for you. So we, we've talked about uh, your, your kind of your journey through the BCHL, your four years in the league, and it, it brings us to now. So um, how special would it be to cap all of that off with the Fred page cup championship? Yeah, it's uh, something I've thought a lot about over the past little while here um, for someone who's, you know, like you said, fourth year in the BCHL, um, you know, two of those years were, were definitely weird, not being able to compete for a championship, but, um, you know, once you get into the playoffs and once you, you know, start playing day in, day out, the practices aren't, you know, as, as intense or more detailed and everything just, you know, your, your focus is totally on hockey. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, it's, it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing in a way. I've been thinking crazy about hockey lately and just how special it would be to win, win with this group. Uh, we've been through a lot this year from things like Brendan Kerr, our, our, uh, trainer having to deal with cancer and just, you know, tons of stuff throughout the locker room with guys and their family, Spencer Smith, his family home got burnt down Christmas time. So, you know, we've, we've come together as a group, we lost our captain. And I think, you know, when it comes down to it, we're, uh, we're very deserving of where we are right now. And I think, uh, you know, if we, if we continue to stick to our morals and um, stick to our game plan, you know, there should be no reason why we can't, you know, raise a trophy at the end of the year. And I think that's, uh, uh, we're going to go at this year and in, in round three and, and give us a chance to ra- raise the Fred page cup. All right, Luke. Well, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Uh, Best of luck to you and your teammates uh, the rest of the playoffs here. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. What would you call a new crispy chicken sidekick made by Subway sandwich experts? With seasoned chicken breast free from artificial flavors, a crispy golden brown coating, and freshly prepared just for you? At Subway, we call it the complete package. Introducing our new crispy chicken sidekick, only $3.99, only at Subway, and only here for a limited time. Subway, eat fresh. Freshly prepared for your order. Limited time at participating restaurants. Extras additional plus tax. Big thanks to Luke Wilson for joining the podcast. All right, moving on to our second interview, we speak with West Kelowna Warriors captain Elan Barlovwise. Similar to Wilson, Barlovwise is in his fourth season in the BCHL. He played the first one and a half years with the Vernon Vipers and was then acquired by the West Kelowna Warriors during the 1920 season and has been uh, in West Kelowna ever since. He enjoyed a bit of a breakout season this year. He averaged nearly a point per game with 53 points in 54 games on 23 goals and 30 assists, which is by far uh, a career high for him in the BCHL. Uh, And he's also the team captain. So he has taken on a leadership role, uh, something that we discuss in the interview. It's something that he's done at other levels, but is uh, new territory for him in junior hockey. During the conversation, we also talk about uh, the Warriors potent offense this year, how they've come together in the postseason. 
Uh, we look ahead to the series against Penticton and also talk about his recent commitment to Yale University. It was a great conversation with someone who has uh, been around the BCHL for quite a long time now. So um, let's not waste any more time. Let's get to it. Our conversation with West Kelowna Warriors forward and captain Elan Barlevoise. All right, Elan, uh, you're coming off a five-game series win over the Salmon Arm Silverbacks. Uh, you beat the Vernon Vipers in five games in round one. Uh, what do you think has led to your team uh, being so successful so far in the postseason? Yeah, you know, our, our second half of the year was pretty successful. Um, we've been playing really good hockey as of late, and, you know, we've been kind of riding that wave and going into playoffs with a strong, strong mindset and a lot of momentum, so that's been really helpful with these series. Yeah, and you look at the points leaders in the playoffs, four out of the top five are Warriors players. You yourself are, are only a couple of points back of that uh, top five as well. Uh, what can you say about the, the high-end scoring uh, and the talent that this team possesses? Yeah, you know, we I knew we had a pretty talented team all year. Um, like, I see it all year. You know, when the team's succeeding, individuals succeed with that. Um, points always just come along when, when everyone's playing the right way. And, you know, with our depth that we have, everyone's able to clear some chip in. So. so you formed a line with Kristoff uh, Farmer, Felix Trudeau this year. Uh, what is it about the three of your games that meshes so well together? You guys have all been putting up a ton of points since that, that line got put together. So what do you think it is about that group that works so well? Yeah, credit to those guys. You know, they're they're highly skilled players with uh, with really good IQ. So they, you know, they've been helping a lot with uh, with my game this year, and they've just complimented me well. Um, you know, I think we've kind of got the the speed factor. We're good off the rush, and uh, we're you know we're able to score in the, in big moments of the game. So those are a couple of French Canadian guys too. Have you been brushing up on your French language skills to help out on the ice? Um, you know what? I'm just kind of just plugging my, uh, just plugging away and just burying my head in working because uh, you know I don't really know what they're saying when they're talking <laughs> to each other. But uh, yeah, no, it's pretty funny when they're going at it with each other sometimes. But uh, it's all it's all fine games there. So, <laughs> so you're the captain of this team. Um, what? What? I'm just curious. What type of leader do you th- are you? Are you a, a vocal guy in the room? Are you more of a quieter, lead by example type of captain? How do you approach that leadership role? Yeah, you know, I'd say a little bit of a mixture of both. Um, I like to really lead by example because, you know, if I'm saying one thing in the room and I'm doing it nice, then it, it doesn't show that uh, that I can help, you know, uh, execute what I'm saying. So, you know, a bit of both. Um, and just being a good listener all around, you know, taking other guys' inputs. We have a lot of good uh, cap- assistant captains to help out with uh, with my leadership here too on the team. So it's been it's been good all around. So before you were named captain of the Warriors, had you been captain at uh, at other levels in your career, or was this a, a fairly new thing for you? Um, yeah, so growing up at uh, Burnley Winter Club, I was I were an assistant captain for most of the years there, and then in my midget year, I was the the captain of a, of a pretty good team that we had there. So fairly um, experienced in that sense, but uh, you know, juniors a bit of a it's the next level. So obviously. I needed to, to delegate more of my leadership to my to my assistant captains, and they've been helping me out a lot this year too. So. so you've been in the BCHL for a long time now. This is your fourth season in the league. You played the first season in a bit with the Vernon Vipers, and then you've been with West Kelowna ever since. Uh, but this is also by far your most productive year as well. So uh, why, why do you think you've been able to take that next step? And and you're you're a point per game player now. What do you think has contributed to to that level of success for you? Yeah, you know, I think uh, getting traded, I've, I've gotten a lot of opportunity here and I've gained a lot more confidence. Uh, I think I knew I had the abilities uh, 
earlier on in my career, but now I'm just kind of actually using that confidence on the ice and uh, working on my, my mental game more so. Uh, so this year you also announced your commitment to Yale University. Uh, before we get into the hockey side, uh, that's obviously a school known for its academics. Um, what kind of academic goals do you have in mind once you get there? Um, I'm a pretty business-minded guy. If you talk to many of the guys there, I run my own business in the summer, so um, I, you know, I'm pretty pretty focused with uh, with that when the summer comes around. But uh, yeah, when I go there, obviously it's a top-notch school, so I'm hoping I can get the best of both worlds. Um, you know, there's more to life than just hockey, so after that, I want to be able to you know use my degree to to have a pretty successful career there, but also play high-end uh, high-end hockey at Yale there. You got to tell me more about the business. What's, uh, what's the, what's your side project in the summer? Yeah, it's just uh, it's a property maintenance company. So some of the guys on the team worked for me, uh, last summer too. So we just go do door to door sales and, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. It's a good way to make some good money and, you know, a good learning lesson too. Just chatting with people every day. Um, just really helps out with my confidence as well. So, so yeah, that's kind of, seems like kind of a unique thing. Uh, wh- where does that kind of business-minded drive come from? Is that something that uh, comes from your parents? Did you kind of um, did you c- come to that on your own? Where, where does that come from? Um, and honestly, like I think just as a young kid, I've always had this entrepreneurial mindset. Uh, me and my brother would, you know, always try to sell things at school or whatnot, and it's kind of just come up, you know, growing as I as I've gotten older here and. Through COVID, uh, you know, I had to kind of adapt to new new situations. There wasn't as many opportunities for work, so my brother and I started this company during that time while more people were home. So we were able to to knock on doors while people were home, and uh, that's really been kind of a stepping stone for that business. What's the name of the company? You want to give it a quick plug? Yeah, BLW Property Services. So if anyone wants to get their windows clean or anything, let me know. There you go. Check it out. Um, so uh, from a hockey perspective, uh, why was Yale a good fit for you? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the name, is, it's a pretty big name for sure. Um, they, got, uh, they got a lot of guys there that I know as well. Um, I played with Teddy Wooding and Michael Young and Vernon there and then there's a few guys that I know going into the program that I played with personally, George Tanaka Campbell um, and Kalen Zito. So it's it's helpful that I know guys going in will make the transition a little easier. But uh, you know, also the coaching staff's uh, been treating me really well, been communicating a lot with them, and it just you know it's a, it was a gut feeling. It felt like it'd be a right situation for me, and uh, you know being close to New York too. It's a, one of the biz- biggest business uh, cities in the world, so. So you're getting set for the interior conference finals against the Penticton V's. Uh, they're a team that you obviously know well. You played them seven times this year. You guys actually beat them four out of those seven tries. Uh, how do you think uh, the two teams match up? Yeah, they're they're a very good team. We know that. Uh, you know, we got to give it our best through this series. Um, all year, this is this is kind of the the matchup we've been waiting for. Um, they play with a lot of pace. You know, they're skilled. They work really hard too. So. It's not going to be easy, but uh, you know, this year we've just been we've just been believing. You know, guys are confident with our with our abilities, and I think you know before the team even started this year in the summer, we knew we were walking into something special. So we just want to keep going with them. Yeah, it's a pretty intense rivalry between the two of you. Uh, what do you expect as far as intensity in this playoff series? 
yeah, each round's going to be harder. So I think uh, we just got to keep ramping up our game. Uh, just you know, work on the details this week and practice, and then go into go into this round. You know, with a full head of steam. So. Last question for you. Um, I mentioned earlier, it's your fourth and, and final season of, of junior hockey year 2001. So you'll be graduating uh, in the off season. How special would it be for you to finish things off with a championship and, and to win a Fred Page Cup with this group? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be amazing. Obviously, my first year with the Vipers there, we uh, we went all the way to the finals and came short with, uh, with PG. But, uh, you know, I believe in this team this year and I want to do everything I can to, to help bring a, a cup home to us here because we've got a special group and, uh, you know, I want to make the most of it. So. All right, Elon. Well, thank you so much for, for chatting with me. really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck to you and your teammates the rest of the playoffs. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jeff. Have a good one. All right, that does it. Another episode of the BCHL podcast in the books. A big thank you to both of my guests, Elan Barlovwise, who you just heard from, and Luke Wilson, who we talked to at the top. As I mentioned earlier, if you're looking to get to a BCHL playoff game, we've got you covered. Uh, Just visit bchl.ca slash playoff dash tickets. And if you're not able to make it in person, you can watch on BCHL TV, and that's at bchltv.ca. Before we let you go, we have a bunch of great stuff up uh, on the BCHL website right now. We handed out the league awards this week, um, so you can get a full recap there for those who don't know. Um, Salmon Arm Silverbacks forward Simon Tassie is your BCHL MVP this year. Victoria Grizzlies forward Matthew Wood is the rookie of the year. West Kelowna Warriors defenseman Tyson Jugnoff won the top defenseman award. Silverbacks goalie Owen Say is your top goaltender. Chilliwack Chiefs forward Cameron Johnson is the most sportsmanlike player. And Penticton V's head coach Fred Harbinson won his fourth coach of the year. If you want details around those awards and the players and and coaches that won them, uh, head to the website and read our release uh, with the announcement. On top of that, we have a preview of the two conference final series uh, that just got posted to the website yesterday. Uh, We also posted a story uh, on the Langley Rivermen and their group of five 2001-born players that have kind of been the team leaders this year and led the team all the way to the conference finals. And that one is uh, the first story we have written by our intern uh, by the name of Kai Fahrenholtz, who started with us last week and will be uh, working with the BCHL for the next few weeks. So be sure to check that out. All right, everybody, enjoy the games this weekend, uh, and we'll talk to you again next week. 